You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Steve. Once again, for episode 162 of Cyber Time Bite. I can't believe I'm 162 episodes in, only a few episodes away from 169. Which is going to be real awkward, because, you know, 69, uh, with all that, all that stuff. Um, anyway, today I'm having on someone for the third freaking time. For in, it's weird, because the first time we had this person on, it was just to have them on. The second time was because they were, they were promoting a project. And now I'm on here for the third time for that project, but... They're not in this project anymore because this project was screwing with their minds and things happened. So we're going to talk about those things today. I am back again for the third time with Angel Tortured once again. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yeah. Again, nervous to be here, but I'm very happy to be here. I mean, like, if you haven't seen the TikTok that they made, like, literally before they came on here, they were like, oh my god, Cyber Time Bite, oh my god, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, I'm so excited. Also, I'm on a Green Day phase. I went to the Hell Omega concert last week, so I'm a little, like, everything is Green Day (laughs) in my brain right now. No, Boulevard Broken Dreams by Green Day, Day, that song is fantastic. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. Um, Yeah, like, we've we've we're all like sending each other memes and stuff about this project as billy joe iHeartRadio radio meltdown so we're all like sending like like f this f that like we're we, we have to keep each other alive and laughing mm-hmm. you know in this crazy time and also the utter bs can i cuss on this show no no i mean you can, yeah, it's fine that you, you can cuss, it's fine, just don't say, don't say, say, F, 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 like, like, you know, like, don't be, like, constantly doing it where, like, where I got, like, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna purpose, tr- like, make sure I don't as much, because I, I'm a sailor. <laughs> hey, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, uh, I'm doing good. So, um, be, no, before, no, before we get into the, I don't want to say depressing stuff, I don't want to put it as that, but... Before we get into out into the bigger major topics, let's catch up with you personally. You know what you've been up to. I mean, besides what happened, that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, I went to my I went to my first ever concert um, last week or week before last. I got to go to the Hell Mega concert, which was Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and Green Day, and I left there like completely starstruck. Also, um, the group of us, you know, I'll be talking about in a bit later, we're all going to go to FanX next week. So people see me, I'll probably be dressed as either a character from Supernatural or hell of a boss because Christina V is going to be there. So I kind of want to dress as her character. Mm -hmm. So it'll be fun. Yeah, I've been, I personally, man, no, it's been a while since me and you talk. So, I mean, I was a lot. I've been for a lot, so like, I went to my first Ren Fair. I went to um, I went to Anime Magic, which which is a smaller convention, which is uh, that takes place in Rosemont as well, the same town that Anime Midwest and all that gets held in. Um, 
between that time too, uh, Wizard World has been bought out by Fan Expo. <laughs> so Fan Expo now is the new Wizard World. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. X and Read Pop, I swear. Which I'm fine with. I mean, like Wizard World wasn't wasn't my favorite convention, and the Wizard World was my first convention I ever went to back in 2015, and I've never been back since. So I think that <laughs> says something. <laughs> oh, I've been to cons like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been through that. Um, I've, you know, I'm obviously over 162 episodes. I'm in my fourth year. It's just like it's. I know. Congratulations, big milestone, especially 69. Yeah, and 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 my birthday just passed, so I'm now I'm 28. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. My birthday just passed as well. Wait, when's your birthday? August 11th. Oh, how old did you turn? Did we start cutting out? No, no, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. My birthday was in August. No, what, what, how old are you now, though? What, what's your age now? I turned 24. Oh, so, so, yeah, I'm still the older one here. <laughs> yep. I, I'm pretty sure you'll still be the older one, no matter what year. It's a, no, it just feels, it just feels weird. Even though I'm 28 and I'm still young, physically, it's just, I feel old. <laughs> oh, I know. A lot of people are like, look at that 14-year-old boy every time I walk anywhere, because I'm short and I have a baby face. So, I will be permanently a vampire, it seems. Just not, just don't be the Twilight ones. Just, please, no oh, Twilight. No. <laughs> we, we don't talk about Rosetta Chicken, okay? <laughs> we don't talk about, we don't talk, no. When, we comes, when it comes to vampires, we don't, talk to, we don't talk about sparkly high school hot boys. <laughs> that is not a vampire. Oh, I, I even watched, I even watched it last night because I used to be a huge fan in like fourth grade because that's when it like came out and then I'm rewatching it and I'm like, this is awful. Why did I ever like this? The <laughs> acting is bad. The editing is bad. The only thing good about this is the soundtrack because it has Muse and Paramore. Then I'm like, everything else, I'm like, this is bad. This is like Stockholm Syndrome to the max. I'm like, this should be taught in like psychology classes of like, this is abusive relationship. I'm like, I don't like it. And I had to stop several times to like, kind of like, like, is this for real? Like, they made books and movies off of this. This is crap. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I mean, like, when like when when we're thinking about vampires, the first thing in, in your mind shouldn't be sparkly hot high school boy just saying. Hey, oh, babe. for me, it was an interview with a vampire. That's what I was like thinking, I was like, man, I'm stuck as Kristen Dunst. <laughs> yeah, I should I shouldn't be like, hey, babe. Like, no, that's not a vampire. That's that's just a high school boy. That's sparkly sparkle. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a Twilight remake, but it's all One Direction. Oh my god, One Direction. I'm like, or Justin Bieber, or like, whatever, like, I'm like, I'm not dissing on pop fans and stuff like that, like, you know, like, I like Ariana Grande, but I'm, honestly, like, who I think of, of, like, that would fit in, like, really tacky, high school musical, vampire-esque aesthetic, I'm like, probably a really white trash pop band, all-boy pop band. Or, or I, thought, I thought you were gonna say that. Who's that guy? I, I forget his name right now. The guy that was in High School Musical. That guy. I thought you were gonna say his name. Oh, 
Right. Uh, Zach Efron. Yeah, Zac I will Efron. give him credit that he, you know, he's really funny. Like I like a lot of his, I like his a lot of his other movies. A lot of times now I forget that he was in High School Musical because I'll like I'll go to like either The Greatest Showman or something like that, and he did great as playing as Ted Bundy. You, you know, you know, it's really crazy when you think about it, when you think of Zac Efron's career now that, you know, he started in High School Musical, right? And, yeah. And then he moved on to go do all these more adulterated movies and all that stuff. And then he was in The Greatest Showman. And then, and then well, now that you think about it, Disney bought out Fox. So now Disney has The Greatest Showman on their streaming service. So he just went full circle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just full circle. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like... Um, yeah, but, I mean, speaking of, like, you know, kind of, like, trashy TV, um, I guess, like, but, yeah, for me, like, you know, with quarantine and stuff, there hasn't been really much going on. Things are starting to get back to normal. I'm in California, so things are a little bit more strict, hey, I and just, I live... I was just there, uh, a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I live in the rural area. I live out in the Redwood Forest. So you have to drive six hours anywhere to do anything fun, unless you're really into athletic things, which I am not. I mean, uh, I like, I mean, I do like to go white, ra white water rafting, but because we're on fire, we couldn't go into the water because everything else was on fire. You so know, I don't know how you guys in California do it all every year because when I was there, it was like I mean yeah there's days when it was a little cooler outside and I was and I was kind of cold, but like, but like, man it's always it's so it's always so hot there some half the time. Jeez. Um, well where I live it's basic it's it's technically Oregon, um, so it has Oregon temperature and stuff like that. The beaches are very cold and rocky. Um, we the uh, the average is like between fifty and eighty degrees. Mm -hmm. um, but like other and like more Southern California, you're getting into like late nineties or sometimes peaking over a hundred. But where I am, it's it's kind of stuck at around that sixty and seventy all year round. Because where I, I was in the when I was there, I was in the San Francisco area, and oh, you're you're out of the cloud bank, so yeah, you're out of the trees, so it does get hot there sometimes. But ninety percent of the year, it's like the thing about San Francisco is, uh, it you you have to wear layers there because in the morning it's really really cold, and then it gets really really hot, and then it gets really cold again. Yeah, I mean like. I mean, I'm sure you know this, but like the roads there are so freaking inclined that like you can't even see the road that you're coming up to because the road is so inclined. Oh man, I know. I'm I'm really nervous about because I um I just bought myself a '67 Chevy Impala, um the one off of the show Supernatural. Mm -hmm. So I'm like I'm really dreading the fact that I'm gonna have to drive it around there eventually because I'm at oh. Like, that just reminds me, like, what are, what am I doing? Um, I have a really awesome surgery that I'm doing next month. So I am having my transformation surgery in San Francisco next month. So. I mean, where, yeah. if it if it's okay to share, you don't have to answer. 
But what are you transferring from into what? I'm female to male. So I was born female, but I identify as male. I am getting something called a double incision. So basically they are removing the breast tissue from my chest and giving me uh, a flat chest and basically pecs instead. Um, mm -hmm. That's like the first step in my transition. I'm eventually going to transfer into doing like a hysterectomy later. But right now I just like, I want to get literally this off my chest, like pun in intended. No, no, that's fine. I didn't want. I, no, I just didn't want to just straight up ask because, because you know, I mean, like, it, it, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I get it, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open. Um, it, I, I always believe that education is the source of that, you know, that stops prejudice. So I'm very open. Um, so other people don't have to be. Um, a lot of people, you know, that's very closed in. Don't want even include like they don't want to disclose that they're even trans at all like they don't want you to even know that they transition they want you to just know the gender that they identify with nothing else for me i see myself like i've had this journey you know i'm 24 um and you know i've lived i've lived a very toxic life as a female i you know especially like i'm not going to get into politics because i hate it um mm -hmm. but it's not like, oh, I hate my life as a woman, so I'm going to be a guy. It's the fact that, you know, this is kind of how I always kind of like felt. Didn't feel like I felt right. But for me, even with like what we're going to be talking about, I have no filter. I have, I don't, I'm basically like, even though I'm a Hufflepuff, I have a Gryffindor brain where... <laughs> Yeah. I'm bra I'm really brave to a stupid level, so I will be out here where we'll be like I'm trans, I'm trans, I'm asexual, I'm all these other things, I'm super basically loud and proud all the time about everything, and including like, you know, I will be very open about people who have hurt me. So I'll be like, this person is an asshole. Like I, mean, I won't hold back. <laughs> well, I mean, when it comes yeah. to when it comes to people I know, I mean, like when it comes to like friends I know and all that stuff that are that are you know in the realm of gay, you know, I, that's what I call it because I don't want to offend anyone, you know. But um, but are in the realm of the in the realm of that, like I don't like I don't usually go by like this this and this. Like I just know them as who they are. Like 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 I don't know I don't know your actual name. I don't think you ever told me, but like, but like. You know, I just know you is you, you know, like, I don't know you. It's like this, you know, all of this, like, I think what's the most important side is just know you is who you are. I think that's the most important. Yeah. And for me, like, I'm very open about what my name is, but based on my experiences, especially of lately, I'm keeping my name, you know, disclosed so people don't go stalking me on social media. Mm -hmm. Um but people can find me anywhere as Angel Tortured. So, like, that I want them to. So I don't have, like, a random friend request uh, in my Facebook or something like that. Now, do you know what? Um, to, just for the purpose yeah. of this podcast, so your name isn't, so you don't have to use your real name. We're just going to, and since you want to transition into being from female to male, we're just going to call you. You can call me Angel. We can just call you, no, we can just call you Bill. <laughs> um. You you can call me Angel because that's short for my username. 
Okay, that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to call me Bill, it should be Billy because I'm a huge fan of Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> I would die. I would take a bullet for that man. I've never met him, but my God, for 50 years old, that man is pretty. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No. So, um, what's that? Uh, but yeah, for me, you know, last from the last time I was here, um, I was working on a project. Didn't go, turn out so great. Um, Are we getting into and, it now? And yeah. Um, I, there's a lot of, you know, videos out there of people talking about it. We're going to, li um, listen to one. Um, I guess this would probably be maybe a great transition for me to like talk about it right before, but yeah. that's up to you unless you want to bring up something else. Well, um, if we're just going to get into it, we'll just get into it then. Um, so yeah, so let, I, I guess I could put a little, put a little bit of my little something into it be before you say something about it, I guess. Um, so before we started recording, right, before I hit the record button, um, it, we were talking beforehand, catching up on all that stuff. But um, uh, he sends me a video that we're going to listen to, and supposedly, it, and from what I've been told, it has two of the former cast members of the Lineage series in it, and they're talking about their experiences. And I never, I haven't got to watch the video yet on, on a personal level yet before we're, because... It, when you guys are hearing it, I'm hearing it too. So we're all in this together the first time hearing it. So, so, um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, to, we're about to listen to this video for the first time, um, <clears throat> all together. And if you want to bring some more light into this video, I mean, that's all the information I know. So if you want to bring more light into what we're about to listen to, then. Yeah. So this is on TikTok. This is public. Um, I have permission from one of the actors on that, Clay, because I can share anything that he has publicly talked about. So this isn't like, you know, like some obscure secret. This is public. You can, you can find it. You just look up Seize the Clay. You can find this video. It's also on my Instagram, um, that we're all like starting to like come out. But the person that is going to be in the audio is Tim, who if you're Supernatural fans and stuff like that, for Lineage the Series, I did a lot of the casting. And so when I went to cast him, it was, I had no idea about his platform or anything like that. I just thought he would make a great yellow-eyed demon, the villain of our series. Um, but once the creator came out, like the creator of Lineage found out how popular he was, she proceeded to use him and then a following castmate who this video is on um, using their platform in order to get the show out there, not using them for their talents or anything about them, just that she saw followers and she was just like, I'm going to market that. And um, really shady. I had come out about that to them personally to be like, she's using you for your followers. Like it, what sucked was because I thought they these people are amazing actors. They're Tim, He's amazing. He has done, I believe the shows are King Arthur at, in Las Vegas. Like he is this amazing showsman. And then Clay, he's this amazing cosplayer for Supernatural. Um, I didn't really know him until Victoria was telling me about him. Like, oh, you guys have a lot in common. And so that's when we started talking. And then he came onto the show. He was supposed to play my character's brother. So 
Um, there was some like, I'll talk about it like a little bit after the video about our experiences that kind of intertangled why I left the show. But from the video, we're going to hear Tim's side. Clay isn't talking in the video. He has text that's overlaying it. So I will read the text after um, the video. We'll uh, so because I have an I have it opened on my computer, which is going to be mute. So after Tim has said his story, there is overlay of him speaking of another story that's happening at the same time. Mostly like me too. Yeah, that happened to me as well. But basically everything that Tim is saying, Clay is agreeing. But he adds some stuff about involving Misha Collins as well, who plays Castiel in Supernatural. So that's what this video is about: is our personal experiences about lineage the series. And we'll and we'll recap what your what the other guy is saying via for text because obviously no one's gonna be able to hear it because you know yeah. text only. So we'll recap it after the video is done. So. Exactly. So yeah, this this is the video that I was told that I was told to play. I guess. Um, so, um, let's see if I gotta get my volume up hard enough and then remember where my speaker is. Here we go. Alright, so, story time. So, a while back, I made a post saying that there was gonna be a spinoff of Supernatural called Lineage the Series. I auditioned for the part of Yellow Eyed Demon, and after like a year, we finally shot my one scene. So there was just a bunch of red flags from the start, a list of people that we had to block on social media, which is weird. Um, entire scenes were posted on social media when you don't do that. If it was labeled a web series, I don't think people would have had issues. When I came into the production, I thought everything was already set in stone. I thought we were with a production company and it was going somewhere. And then the director said that she was in contact with a bunch of supernatural people and directors and actors, and we really not, never got proof. And we just saw through a lot of lies couple people came up to me and said the director was using me for my social media platform to get lineage out there so I didn't think that was cool at all so there was just a bunch of lies and a bunch of um, creative differences that a lot of us didn't agree with so that's why we left all right. yeah so did that's a, that's a did, the did you hear it did you hear it yeah I heard it all right yeah so that's what happened people yeah so to recap so that that was timothy he played the yellow eyed demon this is on clay's video um on TikTok. um when he mentioned that like so for my rundown uh, um we had a list of people that we had to block we could only trust a limited sources um she would be saying that she was involved with like the cast i've seen her do this several times i believed it because there would be random tweets now and then, but th that's not really that credible considering I've had actors retweet things that I've said before. Doesn't mean that they're your friend. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, she would say that Misha Collins would be texting her or call her or a video message or check in, just to, but none of that would be seen or heard. She would be saying these things, but none of it would be proven. And she would get really like, defensive about it i thought it was like at first because for me i thought she was like you know oh i want to protect the actor's privacy but then it became this control tactic of like oh you know these supernatural cast are very much involved 
this person is directly directing me how to do this, which when we started to see through these lies, she instantly made us out to be, you know, haters or, you know, that we're, oh, you can't trust me. I thought I was your friend. You shouldn't be doing this to your friend and using these like victim mentalities. Um, also, so that, that was their experience. And for me, like I, I wrote, I wrote out like my timeline of events. So yeah. Um, uh, I guess like maybe I should start like how I even joined the project. Well, for, well, first of all, before we, before you gain, I don't want to say tangent, but before you start getting yeah. into all that, how many, what's the general, what's the the number of people that that were affected by this whole thing and like what's like the what's the round like stable number of people affected by this whole thing um for lineage itself probably about 10 10 but because it's connected to the charity that we mentioned on our last podcast um uh Castiel's Angels mm-hmm. probably up there about 50 to 60 people so this charity is not a real charity. It was just a made up thing to get for more money. Yeah, it's a it's not a five hundred one c three. It's directly into her pocket. It was set up in this way that, um, she because you know like she would be like, oh, I have receipts. I have this thing. What she would do is she would raise money, and then she would spend it on herself or more merchandise or something like that. But then she would be like, oh, it's because I'm going to donate this item to charity, which she never does. And, or she would have another person feel really bad because she was like, I made this mistake. I made this purchase and stuff like that. And then she would make you feel really bad where you end up paying the charity that has no idea that this is going on, paying in her name. And so she gets the credit for paying to a charity that she said that she would when she just took the money to spend it on herself. So it was other people mm-hmm. and I've been hearing this from several people. That is what she's been doing uh, for a while. So like for me, like if I, if this was an actual production, like actually being run, what was with a studio, she would owe me over $200,000 um, worth of work that I did. So she owes me over 200 grand, like not, not 20, not two, $200 worth over two years um and then other people who have been on the project since day one left a few months ago because they're like yeah this is ridiculous this is all lies like we all feel we all feel stupid that's the big thing we're like it's so obvious it's so obvious but she makes herself play this perfect victim that she's like able to persuade anybody to be like oh, I'm just doing this for charity and stuff. And, you know, we're all really good people. So we're like, she took advantage of the fact that we were fans of Supernatural, that we were into film, and that we had a popularity. She used us to get either closer to the cast of Supernatural, um, make more money, or some weird god complex. But... And at the end of the day, it became this such toxicness that it it should be registered as a cult because it's full 10-step doctoration that you have to go through 
that they even mentioned. We had to block people. We had to out. We had to cut out people out of our lives that would tell us otherwise. We could only take information directly from her or people close to her. So we couldn't get any outside information or opinions about the group. Mm-hmm. And so that was like a major red flag. But it was like, oh, it's to protect yourself. It's to protect you. Um, so you don't get bullied online. It was all people that were telling us it's a scam. You need to get out. And it became more of like eventually free labor, art stolen, money, like emotional distress. Like if we were counting all the bills for people needing therapy after this, it'd be, we would all be Jeff Bezos and the amount of debt, um, <laughs> like of how much she owes all of us. So, and it's not just her, like, she's the pinnacle because she created this, but there's direct people close to her as well that amplify this fire. It's not just one person. So You have other people that are involved that are making it more accessible for her to get away with it. So, of course, there's people like you and all the others who got affected and have this, have this whole thing going on. But is there people on the other side of the fence that are like, like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not, like, there's no, there's, there's none of this going on. We still believe we're still part of the project. 100%, 100%. It's like telling some, like, you know, no offense to Scientology, but it's like exactly like you're telling people in a cult and they're like, no, you're a liar. You're like, you know, they wouldn't do that. This is my Lord and Savior. Like, how dare you speak anything of her? Like, she's a saint. Like, all these things. And, like, I blocked all these people on my social media. They made new social media and tagged me on my Twitter. I don't have the app anymore. I'm probably on it maybe once a month to check, like, you know, like, updates on, like, like uh, stuff like TV and stuff. And then there was this whole thing, like, because I made this post on my Instagram that I made this, like, joking, like, T-shirt that was making fun of their logo that said, I escaped lineage and Castiel's angels, cult survivors, and all these people were also sharing it. I had over 100 likes in like an hour of all these people that are like, yeah, it's a cult. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's people that were like, that were like tagging me who were like saying that I was, you know, I was a liar. I made things up. I was insane. They went into the fact that, you know, I was suicidal that happened last year which was involved in lineage directly um they shared personal stories that i had shared with the creator directly um they went into this whole thing about how they're gonna sue us and if we don't talk to them like and stuff like that and they don't want to talk they want to serve us court papers that are complete forgery it's not real it's a complete illusion we have like yeah, we're kind of like, we have no, no idea if, like, these people genuinely believe what they think, or they're just really good scam artists. Like, to a point where, like, these people are very mentally ill. Like, she genuinely, we're like, does she really believe she's doing good things? Yeah, because, yeah, because it just, because, like, I just really hate those kind of people where, like, you know what's really going on, but then there's the people that are like, we believe, we believe, we believe. Like, oh yeah and her her little second hand is exactly like that she's the one that picks all the fight with all of us we're just literally we're not directly we're not directly adding them 
these people, when I left the project, they they went and tagged the creator of Supernatural as if he was going to even look at a single post they ever made saying, don't ever work with me because I'm crazy. And I'm like, so they're using this gaslighting effect and like saying, like, they're trying to tag Eric Kripke of Supernatural to be like, Dean said that he's going to go work on the show or whatever. And, and then I was like, that's not what I told them. They took everything I t ever told them out of context. There was a writing competition last year or, or no, it was this year. There was a writing competition this year for the WB. And one of the scripts that you could write was for the boys. And I told them it would be really cool if I got to work on the boys. But they took it as me saying, I'm working on the boys. And making it sound like I'm this pathological liar that I make up stuff um, into the sense of being like, um, yeah, so making up uh, that. Basically, they made up stories about me saying things in order to me make me look like a liar very complex and all bs to a point where i'm like um i'm just i gotta like um sorry my family just arrived home and i'm like very distracted um because they have not known that i am like i'm on a podcast i need everyone to be quiet <laughs> but yeah so basically i look like the liar and they're the victims and made up all these crazy things of like me telling them about kind of like traumatic things that happen at a convention where then they'd be like he said these things because they're he's obviously a liar and so they're kind of using those things like personal attacks in order to make them look like they aren't liars hey, it's yeah i hate when things are like it's like also like so obscurely like not what happened at all like it makes no sense like nothing of it like they're not even two and two. Um, we just... you're, you're gracious enough to let me, like, rant about, like, a cult, so... Um, hey, I mean, I don't mind. Least, I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't mind because, like, you, you've been good You've been good to me for, the like, for, like, the past tw two times you've been on here, so, like, why why not give you a little, out, a little output to, for you to... <clears throat> yeah, I've been on here since 2019. What your first your first time? I think your first time was in 2019. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was living in Washington when we did the first one, mm -hmm. um, and I already was. Yeah, I already moved since then. Um, but yeah. Um, no, so uh, basically, yeah, you have a lot of people who are either liars directly, but they they make up their own evidence because it's a group of people so you have other people vouching that lie you know if it's one person versus 20 people it's hard to believe one person now you have a group of maybe four people and like four people on the other side who are being open most people don't want to come out about this they're scared because of the threats um they just want to forget it ever happened a lot of them are embarrassed um a lot of it is hush hush at the convention like everyone knows but no one does anything so i think a lot of that pressure has gone on to me of where i'm like i don't i don't stand by that i don't i don't stay quiet when i see injustice i'm that person that's going to be loud as hell standing on the battle lines and stuff like that 
it, people are like, I've had a lot of people being like, I'm really happy that you're doing this because it it's the first time that, um, you know, someone has spoke. Like, we've had people speak out before. Like, there's been people, like, around the world speaking out, but they're they're complete assholes. They're jerks. They, so when you're in this, like, group, you are, you're overthrown by love. Like, when you're, you know, you're friends with her, you get really close, you're in a, you're in a network, you're with people who like the same things as you, you, um, you have a common goal, you're doing things, so it makes it really easy, you feel connected, and you're being love bombed constantly, all these compliments, and you're told how great you are and you know you know if you keep this up you're going to meet the cast of supernatural and for me that wasn't my motivating goal they know me because i was doing charity work before that and i actually had worked for you know the act charities i worked for i'm alive mm-hmm. and i left i'm alive because i was in college and i wanted to focus on my studies mm-hmm. so they used that and you know, I had done a lot of coaching and stuff and, you know, like the line has gotten like, so like, it's so brainwashing because she was able to do Comic-Con last year. She was on a Comic-Con panel. I was with her for this charity. You and, and uh, you like, and, uh, it, like, you and, um, no, you and, um, this per in this, and that other person that I was, that, that was with you in the last episode, you and her. Comic-Con? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah we did. It. Yeah, we were at a panel for Comic-Con San Diego. Like, I thought she was the best. I thought she was the best person in the whole world. Like, she was, you know, she was so sweet. She, like, she, we talked for hours. We could stay up for days just talking about things that we had in common. And then eventually I got into this, like, hook. So I started doing... I started doing a lot of things for her, a lot of favors, started off small, but then she would start getting cold. And I have a lot of anxiety. I grew up through a lot of like, you know, a lot of traumatic and abuse. So um, I grew up in conditional love, not unconditional love. So I was like, when I felt like I was getting, you know, love for once, like it wasn't, you know, someone that wanted something romantic or you know, a parent that was wanting something. Uh-huh. It was, you know, like you were, you felt like you were part of something. Then it became this like t- uh, taking a little bit back each time until you're left with nothing and completely dependent. Um, it got to a point where I was in the hospital because people were coming up to me that were like, she's using you, she's hurting you. She's going to steal everything that you've ever done. And I was like, no, she would never do that. She would never do that. And I I ended up hurting myself over it because I was like, my mind was just so lost. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, you have people who are coming up to you who are also people who have been burned, who are very angry. There's a lot of people who are very, very angry, Mm -hmm. which makes it harder to trust these people who are saying you're in a bad situation when they're not being nice to you. Um, and I'm like, well, this person's being nice to me. I'm going to trust this person. They're showing me love all the time. Uh-huh. But soon as like, you know, after that, I ended up living with her. 
and then it became more dependent and that like my well-being depended on how I can serve her and how I serve the project, how I serve this. So I ended up doing like everything and I had all my credits stolen. But she took you, all my you, writing, no, I everything mean, I wrote. I don't mean to cut she you. posted. No, no. I no, I don't mean to cut you off like right now. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off because you're going on a great tangent. But how did you find out that she was acting like this person that you couldn't trust? Like, when did you start feeling uh, that? It, so that, I'll, I'm coming to that. So it's, it's, it's complicated because it was a slow burn. Like, you get, you have to get into the mindset of, like, why would I ever trust this person in the first place? Because, mm -hmm. um... But how I got out of that was very complicated and towards the end. It, this is something that was going over for the last three years. Mm -hmm. And for it to only stop in like the beginning of this year. So it's kind of like it was how I got out of it was very, very abrupt. And it was on their end. They cut me off before I realized they were hurting me. So it was like being exiled from a group where they, but they made me an ultimatum of basically, we have every, we're going to keep everything that's yours and we want you to be our slave. Like not using those words, but it was basically, I keep everything, everything that you ever made, everything that made us popular is going to be mine. And if you want to still be my friend and still be a part of this project, you have to pretend that you don't exist. And because I was shining brighter than her and people trusted me. And that's how I ended up recruiting people into this group. I've, I recruited, I like a lot of people. I recruited my girlfriend. I record, I recruited people from Australia. I, because I was belief of this mission that we're, you know, we're fans and a common goal that we want to make this project. We want to do charity and, and, when it was cut off, I was like, realized I was like the year prior when I had people telling me she's going to steal all your work and then pretend you don't exist. And then it happened. It, it happened like nine months later. And it was after I left her house and I was no longer living with her. She waited until I got to my mom's house and then was like, oh, an executive producer for CW doesn't like you. And because you're trans and you're too much of a trans activist and they don't like the storyline, they don't like your character. So we're gonna erase everything with you. And I was like, well, that's fine. If you're gonna erase, you know, the character that's acting, but what about everything I did behind the scene? Nothing. They ended up went on a, they went on a smear campaign about me. They went on all these things in order to justify why letting, putting me on this probation in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like, there's a lot of red flags because they use, she used cult tactics of, like, bringing me in because I was like, you know, yeah, I am, you know, I'm, I'm, what? No, but no, the, no, no, I was just saying, yeah, but, but also, this no one at CW actually really hated you, right? They were just saying that to make you look bad. Oh, there's no executive. Oh, there's no one that's involved. But no, but no one. That's at, the thing. But no one at C at CW right doesn't actually don't yeah. like you. 
oh no, there's no one else you like. They don't know me. I mean, I know a lot of the cast and actual crew because I got to be on the film set. Yeah. But she never did. She's never been on the film set for Supernatural. I have, and I've and a lot of them actually really like me a lot. I've only done it once, but you know, I met them when I was you know went to a convention in Europe. Like they knew me. I was like, I didn't know who they were. Like all these crew people and stuff. And they're like, oh hey. And I was like, hey. And they're like, yeah, we went we went to Europe together. And I was like, oh my god. Like there's all these people. And they're like, yeah, you know, like. And then they're like passing notes back and forth and letting me know about because you know, um, I there's this thing that ha also happens with fan bases of like fans using other fans to get closer to the actors. People are under the impression that I'm close to Jensen Ackles. I am not. I'm maybe closer to an average, you know, con goer. Mm -hmm. He's always extra nice to me at a convention. He spends a little extra time with me. I don't have the guy's number or email. Not, like, blasting his phone. I don't know where he lives. I'm not anything, like, we're not hanging out or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just that he sees me at a convention, he'll know who I am, and he will talk to me. So because of that, people are under this pressure. I've had horrible rumors spread about me about it. And, you know, it was, like, something that I was just became conditioned to that you it was like oh you can only like this you know the creator of the show is like oh you can only trust me because i know how you feel people use me to get close to the cast of supernatural and so i was like you know it makes you question your own sanity who you could trust and it was like oh you can't trust them they're going to use you oh you can't trust them you can't trust them and then you have all of this where you're like you're solely dependent on this person and what they think and you have to ask them everything because you can't trust your own you can't trust your own like screenshots you can't like you're like you see it clearly in front of your eyes like it's right there but you think it's fake because you are conditioned to believe it's not real even though i have this great experience with the cast and crew of supernatural they try to use the excuse that an executive didn't like me Mm -hmm. which I knew was a lie immediately. I knew it was a lie, and I told her right then and there, I know you're lying. One, she refused to tell me which executive it was. Two, she used that on another actor the year prior, when I was there, when she did it. She uses it as an excuse to let people go instead of taking her own responsibility for her own choices. She blames everybody else for her own choices. And I was the front, I was the axe man on a lot of things. I had to be like, you have to go, or I have to be the jerk and stuff like that, which it come to find that she was doing that so people wouldn't trust me. So when I was gone and she stole everything I ever did, no one trusted me when I tried to speak out. And so that's what happened with like, after I left, a few other people left the same week. And these were amazing actors and they didn't leave because i left they were all left because of the same reason of being screwed over um so oh it's all good i have i have uh teenagers and dogs running around in the hallway right now so um i get it no i so, listened, no i heard no i heard what you were saying but it was like sorry um yeah so people left around the same time i did mm -hmm. i didn't know that 
because I was the un- they start they started the smear campaign when I left. And so whatever I said would come out sounding like I was a lie. I was out to get them and stuff. And she did this to a lot of the actors that were still on there who were questioning her during that time. And then I don't know on their point of end of what it was, but it was enough that they couldn't trust me. Um, so I ended up leaking everything. I leaked the pilot script the paragraphs of work that I did, like listing off, I did casting, direct, uh, art, promoting, anything you could think of. I basically did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the help with other people who were, the crew who were completely ignored all the time. Um, my friend Ian, he had been there since day freaking one of the project. They went to college together. And he said that hurt so much to know that, because he was like, I, I had enough of it. And like he resigned, they didn't even t- they didn't say anything. They didn't try to convince him to stay. Instead, they just posted on their social media that they're replacing him. They didn't say goodbye, anything. Acknowledged that he worked on there for since the very beginning. They're just like, you don't matter. You you never existed. And so, what happened with Clay, um, who we watched the video on, um. He's the one with the text overlay, uh, his own story and stuff. Um, he posted on Instagram that uh, she came to live with him and she never paid for rent um, when she said that she would. She put his health in risk at all times. Um, she He caught her lying consistently about these actors. Um, he saw where the money was going and it was all fraud. Um, And so it was to a point, like, only until recently, because I was, like, you know, I was talking to a few people on, like, Facebook, and we're, like, you know, sending, like, memes around and stuff, because, you know, we live in a cynical age where how we get our feelings out or be laughing at our trauma. Um, And so it got out because we started posting it publicly about it, and then he ended up doing this duet TikTok with a former castmate that I had no idea had already left. Like, there's people who had left that I had no idea because I cut everything out and I was under this, like, everyone had to block me. Because in the beginning, what I mentioned, and they had mentioned, they gave you a list of people you had to block. And I became one of those people. Mm-hmm. They could not trust anything that I ever said. And when I was leaving that project, I was like, Clay, she's using you. She only likes you for your platform. And it was like, I don't know what was going on between them that's their story but for me i was just like i was seeing it and i was like but they started posting these things and it pissed me off enough that i started going after the current cat because i was like i was like this is utter bs because what they do is they basically they spiral your gears so much like a top and they set you off so it looks like you are crazy and that they stay calm and collected so that you look like you're the perpetrator. You are the person that's causing the problems. You are the liar. And that's what cynical manipulators do. She, this group of people are master manipulators. They're scam artists. Right now, like, I don't know what she's doing in her life or whatever. I just hear from the grapevine that she's still using people. 
she's making this whole smear campaign to the fact that we're going to Fanex, that she tried to get security involved for Fanex to act like we're out there to hurt the actors of Supernatural when we're just going out there to do cosplay. Like, this is the level of victim play that she does, is to make it seem like you are this treacherous villain and that she is just this hero that's letting people know and it's not her fault that no one likes her. It's it's uncanny of, like, I saw this in the very beginning, and it's a whole relapse. I saw this in the beginning, but I took the faith in trusting her and gave her the benefit of the doubt, and this is where it got me, full circle into the very beginning, because I saw this happening to other people, and I didn't believe them. And now it's happening to other people where they're like, I didn't believe you when you spoke up, but now I do because it happened to me. And that's where we're basically right now, we're, we're st- keeping this um, solidarity in a sense that for other people who are hurt or people who are hearing about, about it, we have a lot of vendors at the Supernatural conventions who have heard about it. Mm-hmm. They've known her for years. They're like, she's always been sketchy. I have quotes from people who have su- submitted for me. Like I've had over 60 people who have personally come to talk to me about their own experiences and the only ones I can share are the ones that I actually asked last night if I have permission to share them. But a lot of them, I'm trying to not like choke up because I just, I feel so bad for everyone involved that this isn't going to stop. And the only way that we can possibly get it stopped is to get it registered as an official cult because they use cult tactic. There is a leader and there is a cult-like mind. It's using the foundations as, as a cult. Well, I mean, if, if, yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, she can only go so far. She can't keep this up forever. Someone's gonna, she's gonna slip up somewhere more than she is now, and there, and it's gonna lead her into something that she, it's gonna just lead her into something really bad. Like, like she's not gonna be able to get out of it. Like something like that. I don't like. I don't know. Like this has been going on for like eight years. And I only joined like the last three. Like, um, there's people who have paragraphs on paragraphs of evidence from years of her doing this, but she finds a way. She finds a way to to miss it, to make it seem like, you know, oh, this is taken out of context. Oh, well, you know, you know me. This is just screenshots. Because how she acts in person, she gets you. It's you know, it's a decoy. She acts like she's super sweet. She, if you met her, you would be like, I can't believe these crazy things. There's no way that this, this person acts like this. Well, I, you would think that she's like that kind of girl that goes to church every freaking weekend. She's singing in the gospel. You would not think anything. Like, you'd be like, she's the one that's baking Girl Scout cookies for the, you know, senior citizens. Little do you know, she's probably the one that's putting cyanide in the cookies. Like, you know, like, that's the kind of person that she is, is that... It, it's a trick. It's, you know, like if you watch like psych to go on YouTube, it, like the psychology videos and stuff, she is step by step, a master manipulator, abusive, cult, everything. Because the way that she does it is that she makes herself look like the victim and that she's vulnerable. She looks vulnerable on purpose as a, as a offensive tactic to draw you in because it makes you feel secure and safe. Little do you know, she's stealing your credit. She has stolen artists' work and sold it 
like you know stealing an artist's work online and then selling it as her own mm -hmm. she has you know she she takes claim for everything she has videos still on their twitter that was what i wrote like they have a the thing that has with tim playing as, the, as a yellow-eyed demon that video is still up he's not on the project and he's already talked about it but they're still using our faces our writing everything because they said that they have the right to do so and so they're using us even though we are no longer part of it and in order to lure people in and every month they're posting big things coming big things coming there isn't i like when we had no money and all the actors were like we're gonna leave like this was before i left like all the actors were like we're not getting paid out of my way and i was like i'll make a store i'll do something to get the actors paid i'll make merchandise and once we started making money she instantly cut me off that is when she decided i wasn't trustworthy enough around the money like kind of sketchy and then i was off the project immediately and they were claiming that money was missing there was no money missing but no one got paid either after i left so they didn't like that she wasn't getting money out of it that i went ahead and i was going to get everyone else paid and it that's where it's like this is just lineage they're saying that they're connected to this charity called Castiel's angels and they're not a 501c3 this is all direct posit stuff they have collaborated with charities and stuff like that but they are not an official charity this is all running through her this is her like her name is victoria like it's all running through her but she's if you met her and you're going to see all these screenshots. If you look up Castile's Angels or Lineage the Series, most of their stuff is just stories about themselves, about how they are the victim, not promoting themselves. It's all like, oh, you know, we got to be the bigger people, even though we're being bullied and stuff. No, they're not being bullied. People are coming out and speaking their truth. People are tired of Yeah. Sorry, I had a mute. I don't know if you heard. My my mom is like, I'm downside of COVID and living at home. Um, they don't well, give a shit about what you have in your life. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, we are an hour and a minute in. <laughs> yeah, but basically, that's like you know, right now, like I'm, I like people want me to come out and speak up. I mean, there's some quotes that I if that's okay I can share from people I mean I mean yeah sure I mean if I if I can say something if I if I had the money to do this and I would do it if I did I would send it everyone in that project who's been hurt one of my t-shirts and then you guys can just go walk in a freaking group together with my t-shirt on and just and just spork them in the time <laughs> just like that would be amazing yeah, all we're asking is people to give us a little bit of faith and trust us. Like, the reason why a lot of us didn't believe each other when we were speaking out is because we were mean. Like, you know, people were being really mean to me while I was in that project, and they were like, oh, I can't believe you can support this, like, you know, thing, and, like, making my life utterly miserable. So it made me fall deeper into this hole. So what we're doing is, like, we learned about this. That's what they want us to do. They want us to be angry. They want us to be malevolent and go after them 
but we're going to just stand in solidarity and, you know, we're going to be kind and understanding. We've had people that were like, hey, I'm kind of on both sides here and stuff. And then we did some like talking and stuff like that and just being genuinely nice and being who we are to show like that she's being fake nice, but we're genuinely nice. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to do is like, you know, what our plan is like, I don't know if you have social media and stuff, um, posts that will be at FanX because this is going to come out before FanX. I mean, this is going to come out after FanX. Uh, already happened this is, i'm sure this is, um uh, this is coming out tomorrow <laughs> yeah um this is coming out tomorrow yeah. technically because my podcast comes out every wednesday so this is coming out tomorrow. yeah it, so that's why i'm like it like this this is going to come out after we're even at that convention um so basically we're just we're just going there and we're not we're not causing any trouble we're just going there and we're not going to let them have power over us um, you know, and the reason why we're going to FanX is because Castiel's Angels had a stand there. They had a booth. They have a reputation there. And people have actually left that group who are going to go um, because they're like, no, we're showing directly. This is like, this is a quote from like the co-founder of Castiel's Angels because when she went into it, it was supposed to be a real thing. Um, so... A quote from the co-founder who left, it was, it was like, I still honestly can't believe that she's saying Fanix is her convention. That's bullshit. She knows it. Me and Blank ran every last tiny thing there. We never left her alone with the booth as we couldn't trust her with it. That was from the co-founder about the person who's running Cast. And if, if the person running the foundation is saying bad things about the person who owns the foundation, that that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing is like one sad thing is I'll never get credit for the tattoos design that I made for lineage. I put a lot of thought and effort into it for what she wanted. And now the design is I loved is painful. Someone, you know, she made the, she made the logo, she made the design, but the creator of lineage, stole the credit stole the credit for it she told everyone that she made that and she and now this person who was like was really proud of making it can't even look at it because it's associated with something another person who left was like i well i burned my castiel's angel shirt to a crisp um she still owes me a new pair of pants um that's from ian who left he was on there since day one and she never replaced his pants after ripping them. Um, another quote is, she still owes me two paintings and quite a bit of money, various odds and ends. With everything she's done, karma is going to really screw her over. And then my own quote, she owes me over $200,000. She owes my ex-girlfriend over two hundred, over $1,200 um, for various, like, convention photo ops and stuff um uh, this, this other quote is from somebody when she couldn't get what she wanted out of them um she panic messaged me 11 times while i was in the shower i wanted i want her to bleeping stop gaslighting me and sending her people to attack me in my dms um another person who is actually a vendor at the conventions. I won't say his name, but he's a vendor. He's like, I I already didn't like this person slash 
person running slash founding or whatever, she was friends with someone who scammed multiple people, multiple of her friends out of money, then blocked and harassed us when we tried to get it back. So this is the person that we're, we're just trying to warn people about. And we're, the only thing we're doing is speaking out and she doesn't like that. And so therefore she's on this full campaign smear, full on, you know, yeah, Donna she's, say it. she's on, pulling a whole <laughs> No, she's on this. I didn't do anything. You can believe me. I did. I did nothing wrong. That garbage. Exactly, exactly that. And and so it's like I'm the face. Like it's kind of like how she's the face of all of this. You know, she's got her supporters that are diehard. They're gonna like. They're gonna be with her till the very end. And they're 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 crazy because they're the attack dogs. They're the ones that will go after us. She acts like she's not associated whatsoever. But my face is in, because I'm speaking out, and a lot of people are starting to speak out as well, and a lot of people will come to me. I'm the face of this so-called revolution, or this attack, or this crazy thing. Because I'm like, it's funny, because it feels like, you know, like in Supernatural, that happened to Castiel. Like... There's the bad guy who's framing himself as the good guy, and his name's Metatron, and he's a writer, and he's trying to make his own series, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I need a bad guy, I need a villain. So he uses Castiel in saying that you're the bad guy when Cass is the good guy in the show. So basically, Metatron makes himself look like the bad guy, and then all these other angels are split between Castiel and that and Metatron. So I'm like... I feel like cast because people are coming to me who are like, we need someone to follow or, you know, I'm, you're brave enough to speak out about it. And so that's all I'm doing. I'm like, I like, you know, I'm not going to be silent if people are hurting and, you know, people want me to speak out, I'm speaking out and, and, you know, yeah, it's hurting my career. It's, I can't go online on a public domain, so I can't go on Twitter or Instagram or something like that without getting some type of backlash that is on a public, like, response because they have sock accounts and they're going to find people who will comment on my things or they will screenshot and post them on their own. So it's, you know, I have a target on my back and I'm going to have a massive one after this comes out next month. But it's worth it. I mean, what are they going to do? They're a few people versus thousands of people in the world. And I know I'm loved. I know I have a support network. I know my truth. And, you know, people aren't going to believe me. You know, but, you know, a lot of people didn't believe me in the beginning, and now they do. So that's where I am. I'm just like, I just got to be brave and take the hits when they come and just hope that people will bear it out with me. That's the that's the thing too. I'm not even part of this project, and I don't know what like I'm not even part of this project. I was never part of this project, but like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that she'll find ways that my comments that I made on this podcast this whole time are complete lies and BS and all that stuff, and be like, and you know she can't do anything to me because I wasn't part of the project, so she can't she can't do nothing no. To me. Or she'll be like, I can't believe that he tricked this nice guy into 
thinking this or something like that and will try to get onto your podcast to say her own side of the story, which I highly would not recommend considering that she can twist anything. I've never seen anyone twist. She can, yeah, she literally can make a white lie twist it into a completely whole other thing, like a chocolate factory of lies. Like, she is a mastery of it. Like, she's been doing this for years. Like, like I, ne- like uh, I, like I never denied anyone. I never straight up said, like, no, you can't come on my podcast before, but for maybe in the first time in the four years I've done this, if she ever tries to do that, I'm gonna have to say no. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, like, and I got people who are, like, interested in, like, you know, like, and I've had people come up to me and they were like, well, are you going to make, you know, like a, an opposite Castiel's Angels? Like, because they're framing themselves that they're a charity, like a fan group that's charity. And I've had people that are asking me, like, you know, that's a great idea. That's why people fall for it, because it's like, that's an amazing idea. Having fans work together to raise money for charity. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I was totally on board on it. But people were asking me if I'm going to do that. I'm not. I don't have the energy for it. I spent the last three years dealing with that and I rather leave it to people who have already done it, who are official, who are 501c3s, leave it to random acts, leave it to stands, leave it to people who are actual charity groups. I, for me, all I'm doing, like, I don't want my, I'm not associating myself with any money right now. Maybe in the future and stuff like that, but not now. Not while all of this is like super hot and heat right now with this drama. Mm-hmm. Maybe when it's all like said and done, like you know, maybe I'll do something for like Green Day or something like that. But I am done with like anything with Supernatural. Like I, I don't want anything to do with like the fandom and stuff because it was just she has made it a nightmare. Um, like you know, and I got like supernatural tattoos and stuff i love the show but i i'm not associating myself with like any fan projects anytime soon that's fair well well i'll well what i gotta say to all of that to everything we just talked about for the last hour or so always trust the real ones in your life people don't trust the fake ones always trust the real the real ones that's what you that's that's what you need to know yeah I really want to, like, a special thanks to Ian and Sabrina and Clay for really, like, speaking out and stuff. They really gave me a lot of courage to do this. So uh, that's who I definitely, like, would give my praise thanks of those are real people. Yeah, they're the, they're, they're the, real, they're the real ones in your life right there. Yeah. Definitely my ex as well, but she's in Australia, so she's pretty safe uh, from all of this. Wait, you wait, you had a girlfriend who lived in Australia? Oh yeah, she was she's the one that got screwed out of like $1200 worth of convention photos from her. She oh. yeah, it that was like in there, but definitely Sam has definitely been like a stronghold in my life of like really keeping me together. We're still best friends. It was just, you know, COVID and uh long distance and stuff, so we're like, yeah, it's best if we just stay friends, but okay. definitely are you dating um, now? She has been deeply involved with this project as Ian, Sabrina, and Clay have. So, and, you know, this is just, like, I just want to, like, just say thank you to them for, like, you know, being brave. 
did, have have you uh, are you are you dating someone new like now or are you just like break from everything? Uh, I mean, I doubt Sam's gonna listen to this, but I definitely am like I hope that I I still have eyes for her. Okay, so uh, it's, uh, someone that I don't even know. You see, that, that if you're listening to this, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the classic story of I'm in love with my ex. Um, yeah, not, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not looking for anything right now. Right. right now, I'm just wanna, I just wanna get over this drama without having, like, I don't know, like, knives sent to me in the mail or whatever. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad I, I, I guess, I'm not saying I guess, but I'm glad I was able to give you this little, this little tiny platform of, of, uh, <laughs> what? I said thank you so much. Like honestly, yeah, because I'm, it means a lot. Because I'm pretty sure this is the most detailed you've gotten into this on anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, this definitely doesn't fit into a text form on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter wouldn't be able to handle everything we just talked about. <laughs> yeah, so I I look very forward to when this comes out. I'm definitely gonna be sharing it to people, and you know. Hope it gives them some courage and, you know, like letting people know, like, you know, she doesn't have power. She doesn't have power over us, you know, all these threats and stuff like that. I know it's scary right now, but it's just a per, it's a troll, you know, she's mm -hmm. just a person online. She's, you know, if she was up in a, like an actual fight, she would cower. She has no, she, she would not be able to handle anything in person. So, I'm just saying, don't be all, you know, I'm just saying, like, we're people who are just, you know, being brave. You're just going to stand up and don't let someone bully you and push you down and make you think that you're crazy because, you know, you're a victim to, for abuse. Yeah, but, yeah, to, to, put, to put it in simple terms... To put, to put the whole thing in simple terms, you guys are being the adults and she's being the five-year-old. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, like, one takeaway. Don't support Castile's angels for lineage. Do not support them. Yeah, she she's like, I don't, like, I didn't get my, my, my goldfish I always wanted. Well, too bad. Screw you. Like. Yeah. I didn't get away with stealing two, over thousands of dollars of credit. Ah. For me, yeah, we have we have memes that are being sent around between each other and like private chats and stuff. But it's just like basically us blowing off our rage and stuff because like you know we got to be adults, you know. But you know we're in COVID time, so we can't meet up and like let's go for a drink. So we have like you know Billy Joe Armstrong memes of like <laughs> one fucking minute and then start slamming guitar that's how we kind of feel is like another lie god damn it <laughs> yeah so just Jeez. any takeaway don't support this project do your own research if you love supernatural and stuff like that just support them on the real spinoff that jensen and daniel are doing it's a real spinoff by cw not this copyright bs not real it's a scam just a scam and castiel's angels is a cult and support That's cyber. My... No, don't support them. Support cyber time bite. Yes. <laughs> support cyber. 
Time bite. Yeah, support me. Don't support them. Because I'm, I'm actually legit. I'm like them. <laughs> yeah. I, I have merch, which, by the way, I'll say right now, you can buy my merchandise right now on redbubble.com under Crash Steven Gear. I have my sports shirt. I have my... I have my other designs. The, the spork one is the one I really, really like people to buy more than any of the other designs, but that's just me. Um, you can... You can buy it on anything. You can buy it on a t-shirt. You can buy it on a, on a travel mug. You can buy it on... I know this sounds crazy, but you can get it on a shower curtain if you really want to. <laughs> I, there's you, gotta love, you gotta love Redbubble. Yeah, there's options. There's options. Um, but you can do that. You can follow me on social media at... On Facebook at CyberTimeBite, which where you can come, where you can come and message me on there if you like. You can, you can uh, follow me, keep up all my posts, just keep up with everything. It's gonna be ama it's amazing. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the RetroVant. You can follow me on Instagram at the RetroVant. Um, I already said the merchandise at the beginning, so yeah that's where you can find me and all that stuff and if you want to you can say where you can where the people can find you if you want to do that yeah um people can find me on instagram um at angel tortured um uh under dash cosplay that's my public domain you can also find my like like shit posts twitters at Angel Tortured. If you just Google Angel Tortured one word, you would find my store envy, my Tumblr, Facebook, all of that. I'm basically on everything. I probably won't reply because I have ADHD and I never reply to anything. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was super amazing and awesome to have have you back on for the third time, even though it's quite controversial. <laughs> but yeah. Definitely, I I definitely um I like to kick the pot around. Um, if Sabrina was here, she would probably be more delicate. Um, she would probably be a lot more calm than me. Um, so maybe in the future, um, if this uh sparks up anything, uh, I'm sure you're gonna get uh lots of uh crazy supernatural fans listening. Yeah, like 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 this is probably the most juiciest episode I ever done with the most with the most controversy. And I'm pretty sure there's gonna be I'm gonna have people going like, I, I mean like I know hardly get like a, a blow up of comments, but I'm pretty sure they're gonna be like people are gonna be like, go you, you gave up a platform, go you, and all that stuff. Basically starting a riot. Yep, yep. We're just gonna, and then there's just me that I'm like, I want to go to another Green Day concert. Like that's where my brain is this whole time. I'm like, I like. Yes, spilling all this stuff. Um, when's the next concert? <laughs> so, <laughs> when's the next concert? Yeah, so basically, you know, I, I look forward to reading comments and, you know, people doing the research and, you know, it's all about being a free thinker, you know, freedom. Yeah, man, yeah you, you know, man, you can message me whenever, whenever you want, man, because, you know, I'm, because you know me, you know, you can talk to me if you want to and all that stuff. And I'm always here yeah. to ask. I was here to talk, whatever. But yeah, I want to thank all of you for listening, and I hope all of you have a fantastic day, except you, Lineage. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one. Uh, Bye. Bye. <laughs>